what you'll quickly learn is that those burnout symptoms, they're not a weakness. They're actually a strength for you. They're the signal that it's time for you to update your operating system. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sales Genius Podcast. My name is Doug Davidoff and I am your host. Please, if you haven't joined the Sales Genius Network already, do so now. Go to www.salesgeniusnetwork.com. It is filled with insights, resources, tools, worksheets, additional blog posts, and other content to help make the job of any sales, marketing, demand generation, customer success, person, or executive easier. You know, growing a business is hard enough. We believe that if we can build a community of people serious about growth, we can make it easier and more fun for everybody. You'll also be able to recommend podcast episodes, present questions, challenges that you have that we'll address in AMAs, all geared, again, to help make your life easier. And that brings me to the focus of today's podcast. Last night I was on Twitter. I know, something hard to believe. I was on Twitter at night. And someone put forth the question basically, how do you deal with burnout? And, and, and you know, burnout is an issue all the time. But, but I think in the conditions that we're in now, burnout is even more of an issue. And, you know, in some way or other, we're all going to deal with burnout or burnout symptoms from time to time. The thing that's important is first, make sure are you dealing with burnout or are you dealing with the symptoms of burnout? I find that the vast majority of time, the issue is really the symptoms of burnout more than burnout itself. If you're dealing with burnout, that, that basically means you have stretched yourself too far. You are trying to do too much. You are not taking care of yourself. There's, there's typically a physical component to, to true burnout. And that is something, you know, especially if you're a high achiever, that is something that you have to be careful about. Um, it's something I think we all have to be careful about. I think most people talk about burnout when, when we're experiencing the symptoms of it. We, we don't have the motivation. Um, work feels like work. We don't have the inspiration. Things that were easy feel harder. We, we question why are we doing what we're doing. We, we feel like we're in a haze. We maybe think there, there's got to be an easier way. And again, that's a natural part of any journey. As a teacher of mine used to say to me, you can't have peaks if you don't have valleys. So some of that burnout symptom is just part of the cycle of growth, part of the cycle of moving forward. Early in my career, I dealt with, or at least I thought I dealt with burnout on, on a fairly regular basis. I mean, I, I grew up, I'm ADHD, I was like the definition of hyperactive, so... You know, I just thought that I wasn't put on this earth to do anything for a sustained period of time. I, I would come in, I would do something, I'd get bored with it, or I'd get burnout, and then I'd find the next thing to do. 
And you know what? That worked fine for me when I was young and single and could jump from thing to thing with, with no real downside. But as I began to get older and started to have a family and, and the kids were growing up and, and I realized that to really do something great, it was going to take time. It, you know, it occurred to me, I'm going to, I'm going to have to deal with this burnout thing. And I'll never forget. I was at Merrill Lynch at the time and I was sitting with our district director who uh, world famous, his name was Phil Blevins. He, he built the Washington office of Merrill Lynch just to be an, you know, an absolute powerhouse. Phil was a guy who started in the mailroom uh, became a stockbroker, became an advisor, worked up through uh, the Maryland system and, and ultimately led what was for a period of time the largest single producing private office um, in the entire Merrill Lynch system. And so I was sitting with Phil one day and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling burnout. Um, I just don't, I don't feel like I have the drive, et cetera. And, and you know, I was, I was ready for Phil to kind of you know, really give it to me, to really hand it to me. Um, and, and he took a totally different approach. He, he said, he said, you know, Doug, when you, when you feel like you're burnout, most of the time it's because of one of two things. The, the first one is your why isn't big enough. Why are you doing what you're doing? Now, by the way, this is a very common thing uh, for, for two reasons. One, you know, we start off and, and what's big, I mean, I remember when I said, man, if I, if I make $100,000 a year, I'll just, be, I'll just be happy. You know, then we get there and all of a sudden, A, it doesn't quite make us as happy as, as we thought it would. But, but also the, the why that motivated us for a period of time, so, sometimes it's just not big enough to keep motivating us going forward. Uh, you know, the path of least resistance is to do less, not to do more. It's it's to follow the crowd. It's not to rise above the crowd. Um, it's to do what's expected, not what's necessary, right? And and so if why you're doing something isn't big enough and powerful enough, then the amount of energy that it takes to do it, it starts to feel like work. And when it starts to feel like work, burnout's going to happen. So... Sometimes you've got to update your why. You got to make the why bigger. Another aspect where the why leads to burnout is because, well, what we wanted 10 years ago, maybe it's not what we want today. This is a little bit of a variation of what I talked about. You know, it's not that I got to, I have to upgrade it. And I know this really has hit me over the last five or seven years um, as I've, gotten to you know be just over 50 years old you know the things that i laid out you know my life goals when i was in my 20s and 30s they're they're very very different than they are today um, what i wanted from my company and my business when i started it 16 years ago it's very different than than what i want today and and so my why has changed and I face burnout when the actions that I'm taking are no longer in alignment with the why for today. So, so I got to look at that and I got to say, is the why clear? Why am I doing this? Wait a second. Uh, this is my why from five years ago. It, it, it no longer serves that same purpose. It no longer provides that magnet that I need. The third component is 
and, and especially if you're in sales, this, this is a big one. If you're in sales, this is a big one. As you get into the manager and above ranks, you get convinced that you want something when it's not really what you want. This is one of the things I have to be most careful about, especially when I was younger, is that I found that I would often fall into the trap of living someone else's why. And here's the thing. If you're a top producer, if, if, if you're a top performer, you can fake it. You can even fake it for a period of time. But we've all got a way that we do something. We've all got our natural approach, our, our MO, if you will, our mojo, our je ne sais quoi. And we can fake it, right? I can be detail-oriented if I need to be detail-oriented. But I'll tell you what, if I put myself into a position where detail orientation is what's required every day, I'm going to get burnt out, right? But, you know, people ask me, how do I do all the content that I do? How do I not get burnt out from my content? How do I... I've got three podcasts going. I've got blog posts. I've got long-form content. We're writing pillar pages. I speak regularly. And, and one of the crazy things I do when I speak is I rarely, rarely do the same speech twice. So I'm always creating new content for new presentations. And they say, how, how does that not burn you out? How do you not run out of time? And my response is always, well, where do you find the time to breathe? Right? That's what I love to do. If I was in a position where... I wasn't creating content, if I wasn't creating new ideas on an ongoing basis, well, I'd get burnt out. And, and again, that doesn't mean that I won't be a top performer. That doesn't mean that I won't rise in the ranks, but I'm having to behave in an alignment, or I should say behave in a way that's not in alignment with who I really am and why I'm really doing this. The second thing he said is, you know, first it's the why. The second is the what, right? What are you doing? Is what you're doing still challenging you? And, and, and for me, at least I'll share you with this. There's two conditions that get me to that burnout symptom. One is you fall into a rut. I fall into a rut. I, I get into a routine. Now, make no mistake, I'm a huge fan of routines. But I get into a routine where I'm not fully present. I'm not fully into it. You know, it's kind of like the rubber band that has no stretch going on. If there's not some stretch, then I get bored and I get burnt out. The other option, which happens to me more frequently than the first, though the first does happen is I stretch too far. I used to live a life where, where I said um, realistic goals were not motivating to me. And, and I still struggle with that because the moment it becomes realistic, it stops being interesting to me. So I've always tried to pursue something that's not realistic. As, as a matter of fact, I often used to say that the best way to motivate me to do something is just tell me that it can't be done. I'm ready to jump in. But the difficulty there is the stretch is too much, right? And, and again, you can only stretch so far before you begin to lose those core components. So, so here's my recommendation when you're dealing with burnout. Make sure your why is big enough 
and it's yours. It's about what you want. And it's okay. You should expect your why to change. As a matter of fact, I would say if your why is not changing at least by degree, at least about every three to five years, you're probably in danger of getting stuck in a rut. The next thing is make sure the actions that you take align with what your MO is and align with your why. And when you're in really difficult, turbulent times, these issues become even more important. I, I think that's one reason why I'm seeing issues around burnout is, you know, when we're in a status quo basis, inertia takes over a lot of things. And, and it becomes easy to go through the motions, convincing yourself you're not going through the motions. Now, now I'm not, I don't mean to say that anybody feeling burnout uh, was simply going through the motions, but, but the going through the motions component can hide a lot of the underlying areas that are leading to those burnout symptoms. And then when we come into a circumstance where, you know, to, to, to quote Stranger Things, we're in the upside down. And, and we don't know where's up, where's right, where's left. All of a sudden, those things that had kind of hidden behind, we're so much more aware of them. And we're working from home more. We're, we're, we're distant from each other. We have a lot more time with our thoughts. So a lot of times being really busy or being involved deeply with a group of people around something, that, that can feed an energy that, that hides some of those underlining burnout components. So when, when you're in a situation like this, when you find yourself in difficult times or in difficult situations, my recommendation is take a good look at your why. Is it clear? Is it yours? Does it mean something? Do you get excited thinking about it? If, if the answer is no, that's fine. That's probably the area that's leading and causing burnout. And you know what? You don't have to figure it out this moment. It's okay. You can fake it for a little while. That's not a problem. As a matter of fact, oftentimes when I've dealt with people who are feeling that burnout, once they become aware of they're, they're kind of in this transition place, for lack of a better word, it's like, okay, yeah, I can deal with it. You know, Sometimes you don't find your why. Your why finds you. That's okay. right? But your why needs to be your why. And when you have a clear why, then make sure that the what is aligned with who you are, how you work, and the why that you're pursuing. If you take this approach, what you'll quickly learn is that those burnout symptoms, they're not a weakness. They're actually a strength for you. They're the signal that it's time for you to update your operating system. It's kind of like when your iPhone battery begins to run out really fast. It, it, it's time to upgrade your phone. Those burnout symptoms can mean the same thing for you. Pay attention. Embrace it. Be clear on your why. Align your what. And I promise you the fun's going to come back typically very, very quickly. That does it for this episode of the Sales Genius Podcast. Don't forget... Join the Sales Genius Network. If you have any questions or you'd like us to focus on a topic on a future Sales Genius podcast episode, please reach out. You can join us at www.salesgeniusnetwork.com. Catch up to me, catch up with me on Twitter at Doug Davidoff, 
Look me up on LinkedIn. Let's get a conversation going. And until next time, go out and be a sales genius.